everybody, I'm Jody Marks, and welcome to Breaking It Down with Jody Marks, brought to you by P3 Theater Company, where every week I sit down and talk with a new group of panelists who not only help educate us all, but also help give the Black community a voice on topics and conversations that should have happened a long time ago. You can also watch the show live by going to P3 Theater Company's Facebook Live every Wednesday at 6.30 Pacific Time, where if you have a question on the week's topic, we'll be happy to answer it. Now sit back, listen, and learn, because we're about to break it down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of Breaking It Down with Jody Marks. I'm your host, Jody Marks. And today we will be talking about what it's like growing up as a Black man. And we have a wonderful person with us today, and I love him so much. So we have Ty Freely. Yes, yes, that's me. Yes, <laughs> yes he made it, y'all. He made it on, and I'm so excited because... He has a story for us to, like, it's going to just blow your mind. So can you give a little background of yourself for everybody? Yes, yes. So my name is Tyree Freely, you know. um, I am a 21-year-old, you know, artist, singer, storytelling artist. I'm from Newark, New Jersey, and I also live in Atlanta. I moved to L.A. from Atlanta. And, you know, all my life, I just knew I wanted to entertain, just perform, and just shine a light on all the darkness, honestly. So that's why I am pursuing as of now. I graduate in October with my BFA at AMDA. And I'm going to just kick it off from there. And, you know, I thank God for everything. So, yes, okay. yes. Even if you are, you know, in your last semester oh. during this quarantine. My, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm sticking through it because I have to. <laughs> you know, you have, yeah, things happen for a reason, like you said. Yes, yes, things happen for a reason. Okay, let's get right into it. So, let's do it. What was it like being a kid for you? When did you ever feel like or see racism or discrimination at a young age? Man, it's so crazy because being at when I was at when I was four years old, honestly, four or five years old, I was experiencing things just like walking with my mother or because I was very I was a very light tone, lighter tone kid. Mm-hmm. So people used to ask, is that your baby or is he adopted? Like stuff like that. Like, you know, as a young age, yeah, mama. you know, I'm like, man, you know, stuff like that. And also when at age like eight, I used to go to the grocery store and just walk in and then people are following me, you know, and stuff like that. I'm, you know, like I literally, I just walked in. I want some chips. Can I get some chips and leave, please? You know what I'm saying? But um, honestly, my, I have definitely had a great family who um, has always been there, you know, throughout that. So I wasn't really oblivious with everything. So that was um, a good thing out of that as well. Do you think that kids nowadays with like social media and everything, especially the little boys, do you think they're growing up faster than you did? Oh, man. (laughs) Man, yes. It. At a certain extent, I feel as if people are definitely too grown for their age now, very grown for their age. Mm-hmm. But in regards to, you know, actually understanding what's going on, um, I'm. It just depends. I'm not too sure because there's a lot of people who really didn't know what's going, what, what was going on, um, and that's okay, and that's definitely okay. And but they have used this time to understand, to actually see, and you know, open their eyes to what's been going on for 400 plus years. You know, so. I feel as if to a certain extent, people are growing more than we have, you know, like just more, but it's really just kind of just mm-hmm. you acting grown, you know, <laughs> really. So, um, but yes, 
for sure. Yeah, but I do like seeing kids, you know, stick up and have a voice. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, but I no, just I definitely a kid though. I definitely know what when I see that. Yeah. So I'm saying it's it's just it, especially if they know what they're really speaking about. You feel a passion. It was just one um little girl. I forgot her name. I wish I had her name. Young activist. She was marching, screaming, talking, protesting, and she yeah. because she knew what was going on. And it's, and then that's crazy. So I do okay. I'll take it back a little bit. Okay, it's definitely <laughs> there are definitely definitely some kids who you know are definitely growing up more than us. You know, are definitely in the what's going on. They're more open-minded to everything you know in a sense what age did you have the talk man that infamous talk about the police and your safety and how to handle it man 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 i had to talk at age i would say really nine like eight nine honestly um and then really again 12 <laughs> you know again again Mm. really you know like it's you know sometimes we get that reminder you know before leaving you know sometimes but really I say about three times out of my in my life I really had the the talk really yeah honestly who gave you the talk my mother my brother <laughs> it was a conversation of my family a gathering oh a <laughs> gathering <laughs> yes like, man I t- like we ain't good though but um <laughs> But it was a gathering that we literally had in South Carolina at my great grandmother's house. And we were all eating. This is, I at this point, um, this gathering was when I was 15. This was when I was 15 years old. Yes, I was 15 years old. And we had a nice little gathering in South Carolina. And everybody's eating. And then my great grandma was like, hey, everybody come, everybody come in the kitchen. We like, okay, dessert. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You guys, we was in the body. I feel but we got the talk again. And then my mind, I'm like, oh. not expecting it. You said, I thought. Right, just- right. I'm trying to get my way out. But honestly, it's things that we need, you know, especially growing up. I am a firm believer in raising my child, knowing what's going on in this world. Because if anything were to happen, you know, if anything were to happen, I would never be able to, you know, really forgive myself. Right. And so that's just something that, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm about to go in a whole nother place. Right. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that's where it needs to go. When, yeah. so you said you had to talk with different people. Who was the hardest person to have the talk with? Say, probably my mother, you know, because... Um, you know, she, she gets to the point. So, and then at the time, my first time really having it, you know, with her, you know, I was like nine years old, you know, like, so, you know, so. so Did you even comprehend some of the things she was saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, when I tell you, oh, being in the Caribbean household. Oh yeah. We learned things early, but like, you know, (laughs) you know, it's no, literally like just, yeah, it's, it's honestly wild. My first time really hearing it from when I was nine, but when my brother told me again, when I was like around 12, she was also there. My brother was more like the speaker because, you know, it's my brother. So I'm looking, looking up to him in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel as if, because with her, she's very, look, she's to the point, you know, like she, no, honestly. And I love that about her. I really do. Um, she's very, she's an empath. So she feels energy. So if I'm like, you know, not really comprehending, not really listening, you know, not really, she's going to be like, are you with me? You know, are you with me yeah, right I'll now? Yeah, call you out on it. Well, and then she'll go back 
look, like I said, so what do you do if you... <laughs> right, she's she going to quiz you. That's the thing. They, no, see, the quiz is... Quizzing you after the, the talk, they'd be like, so what did I... Right, I'm about to be like, Quizlet? Hold on. Because <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Is but there something I can pull up for this? Huh? No, literally. Because at the time, it's like, man, why am I listening to this? But now I can really, 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 really appreciate that. And I appreciate her, my brother, my great grandmother, my whole family, honestly, for making sure we all kind of knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for you sure. say that now because everybody that's watching and listening, you had an encounter with the police. Oh, during yes. quarantine. I sure did. During quarantine. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Let's get real. All right. So I was doing a monologue competition for Leah Daniels Butler. And um, when I was submitting, I honestly, I was thinking the um, due date was like a week after. So I literally had an hour and a half to figure out this monologue. You know, really getting yeah. deep, you know, you know, because like in my go-to, but you know, for your go-tos, you still have to go back and do levels. You know, you have to make sure you, you're on point with every action, every tactic. So I use my hands a lot. Oops. Uh, <laughs> I do too. Yes. I'm like, mm. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but as I was doing that, I only had about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to film, like edit, you know? So I'm like, okay, let me do this. Let me do this. Takes the, my slate took like <laughs> eight <laughs> it took a minute for me to say i was forgetting my name like what's going on my name is Unc tyree my name is tyree you know what I mean? like yes. mm -hmm. um so as i was filming i kind of was stumbling a little bit so um as i got to my fourth take of this monologue it, um, from jitney playing the role of becker august wilson I had two lines left, about two lines, two lines, two, 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 two. I know, you know? that's very just two. And it's, I hear these knocks at my door. And at the time, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm loud, you know? But in my mind, I'm like, my roommates and I, we, we be loud, we be, you know, dancing, you know, we're all in the like, industry, studying in for the industry, you know, or, you know, or doing stuff. So we were just, dancing you know really we always do that you know but at the time it's just me there it was just me nobody's home it's just me so i'm like, okay maybe i'm too loud maybe it's a neighbor i've not even met my neighbor so i'm like, okay maybe i'll meet a neighbor today you know <laughs> i looked at the people nobody's there so i'm like all right maybe somebody's playing on ding dong dish or somebody needs me or something i'm just thinking like, okay i'm gonna open the door like somebody needs me yeah. two cops come from the side hiding just come out of nowhere and they're like basically hey like what's going on in here like how are you doing what's going on i'm like uh hey i'm filming a self-tape like who's in here with you nobody i'm just filming a self-tape they said self-tape and i'm literally <laughs> my heart is like racing yeah. and honest and with everything i've just been going on and i've seen you know it's trigger of events and that's you by yourself like, too that's another thing so, right yourself. so by myself so in my it's it's so sickening that the main thought in the back of my mind is that somebody may find me laying dead in my living room you know and it's just me there and that is so like that's that's terrible that's the first thing that i'm thinking about mm -hmm. you know that's really besides like god get me out of this situation like you know really be with me because i'm like i'm not trying to be 
you know? But let's Another go back. Hashtag. So, right, you know? But really going back into that, they asked me to step outside. I'm saying, for what? Why For why I have to step out of my house? You know, no permission. They asked me if they come in or like, they just said, step outside. In my mind, I'm like, it's, this is my apartment. Um, I, I'm in my apartment. It's quarantine. You guys have no masks on and you guys are trying to get close to me. Like you know? And, and, my, and I'm like, if I get sick, oh. <laughs> you know, like, what? Like, but that's not, I'm not even thinking about that. It's, I'm just thinking about living now. They said that we have to put you in handcuffs. We have to detain you. And, and once we check your house, your apartment, we're going to ask you some questions. I'm like, for what? Why do you have to put me in handcuffs? They're not telling me anything. I'm asking what's going on. They're not telling me nothing. Literally nothing. I'm asking their names. They don't tell me anything. Not at all. What, like, what protocol? What I'm protocol? Like, I've never... So I'm thinking, like, is there just a protocol for colors, like for you know black men? I'm I'm confused. So that's that's and wow, like you know me just thinking back and retracing the steps, you Everything know, turning it again to... because it's I really appreciate you having me on here because I have not really spoken, you know, really about that since the incident, really for on um, Broadway Black. Um, but once they put me in handcuffs, they searched the house, and you can hear the officer sounding crazy look anybody in 14 if you're in here please say something now he's listening I kiss like you if not. he's gonna find somebody I'm like, like, if, tied I, up I, or if i wasn't so mad i would have been chuckling he's like hear me now i feel like now that you can laugh about there. it it's good no now i can but, laugh about it no but right, in the right, moment right. that's terrifying you know and he's like can you hear he literally was sitting like for a minute i'm like was she looking for a Casper? I literally was, uh, what's going on? I kept, I said, nobody's in there. I kept saying, nobody's in there. Nobody's in there. He searched the whole place. You can hear him um, literally like walking um, footage. But um, it's, my, my heart was literally sinking. I can't even explain how I was really feeling. It's just the, the thought process that was going on my mind was just to live, you know, like, please let me get out of this. So once they finish searching the house, they go back and just act like nothing happened, put me on the handcuffs, oh, we're clear. So any questions? Are you freaking kidding me? Right. You just handcuffed me. I, I got, what's you your name? You just took me out of my home, handcuffed me, metal handcuffs, no mask, and you too close to me, not telling me what's going on. And then they said, they finally told me they got a call for um, possible domestic violence. Domestic violence? Are you kidding me? Is literally, literally just me here. Didn't get it, and honest to this day, I'm still trying to, you know, get justice from that because they, I filed multiple police reports. People have as well, and like, what's being done, you know? But it's, it's, it's situations out here that are that are much worse than that. So really, I'm really focused on getting to the bottom of that, you know, like. Brianna Taylor. Um, so Brianna Taylor. Right, okay. Right, 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 right. Anyways, Brianna Taylor, right. <laughs> so really, but um, it's just, I, it's like I, ha I have not really found that proper closure and honestly with what happened. Um, it and was April. You you know? Right, I'm, I'm sorry? I said, and will you though? Cause you don't. Right, 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 honestly, honestly.
Because when Honestly, did it happen? I'm sorry? When did it happen? This happened April 3rd. That's April awesome. 3rd, I believe. Or the 6th. I believe it was April 3rd. I believe it was. Yeah. I believe so. Because I remember seeing it on Broadway Black first on Instagram. Yes. yes. And thinking it was your page. Yes. And then all these people are commenting, like, oh, and I said, wait. Right, 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 right. Let's go look no. real quick. And then I go to your page, and then you have the whole talk. And then you also have the, the video because you were recording your monologue, yes. but you still had your tape going. Yes. So you hear the cops in the background asking, Definitely. is that clean here? You know what I mean? Like you hear you asking like, why am I getting handcuffed? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, I, honestly, I can't believe I still was recording because in my mind, I, I think you see me in the video as I'm like upset, like somebody just knocked at the door. I'm like, are you kidding me? Two more yes. lines. I look at the video, but I'm in my mind, I'm like, okay, let's keep this rolling. You know, so I just walk to the door. I'm so glad I did. Um, I'm so glad I did. I'm really, I'm so glad. It's such a tra- tragic incident, but you know, some good has come from it. So some good has, and um, we will get into that as well. You know, yeah, but what, what's good? Like what good has come from it? Oh, I'm, um, well, I got a review from the the Grill. Um, it was like a pretty big magazine. Um, Broadway World um, also put me on their site. From everything, I I got my interview and my live um, meeting with Leah Daniels Butler. Um, she spoke to me, and so like what? And the whole point of it, I was like, I'm, I was late because of this situation, you know. Yes, I was late submitting because yes, because of that um, situation. So I was like, please give me a chance. I know I'm late, but this is the cert- this is what happened, you know. So you know, I'm online. This is the footage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. And yeah. the words I put in the caption, I was surprised that it really flowed the way it did because this is, it was fresh. It, so things were still in my mind. So I'm gonna be typing like, it could have been like these, you know, it could have been, you know, it really, but in my mind, I'm like, you know what? we have the video. Right. And we're gonna play the video. Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. We're gonna play the video. Yes. Right now. Let's do it. Hello? Do it. I was there. I was holding her hands when she died. What was you? Locked up in a cage like some animal. That's what killed her. To hear the judge say that the life she brought into this world was unfit to live. That you be remanded to the custody of commissioners of corrections at Western State Penitentiary. There to be executed in the electric chair. This order to be carried out 30 days from today. Ain't that what the judge said? Ain't that what she heard? This order to be carried out 30 days from today. That's what killed her? She didn't want to live them 30 days. She didn't want to be alive to hear when 11 o'clock knew that they had killed you. So don't you say nothing about me turning my back when I nursed that woman. Talk to her. Prayed over her. Held her hand. The last words to come out of her mouth was your name? I was there. Where were you, Mr. Murderer? Mr. Unfit to live among society? Where were you when your mama was dying and calling your name? You are my son. I helped to bring you into this world, but from this moment on, I'm calling the day off.
I do, sir. Hey, do me a favor and go to the top. Come over here. Let's go out. Okay. Just keep your hands on the Nobody? Nobody else? No. Okay, just talk to my partner real quick. Okay, you're the only one inside? No. I'm going to self tape. Self tape? Yeah, for class. Was there somebody else? Miss Lee. Do me a favor, right? So we got a radio call. Well, this one has to do your interest. We're just trying to figure out if there's nothing going on or not. Okay, turn off. No, 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 You're being detained, sir. For what? I, sir, somebody called us and said there might have been something going on. As soon as we start, sir, I'll take them off. I'll answer all your questions. No handcuffs. I don't want no handcuffs. Sir, this has to happen like this. This is our policy. I'm going to answer all your questions. You got to do this for us though, right now. It's not We're a very good question. I don't believe we would just grab me. How would you grab me, though? I'm going to substitute for class. Okay, sir. Can you understand where we're coming from? We're trying to make sure everybody's okay. Okay? Just turn around. Just turn around for a second. Yes, just turn around for a second. Okay, sir. What's your name? I'll get your names, I'll get your business card, I'll answer all your questions, sir. I appreciate your cooperation. Anybody else inside apartment 418, make yourself known right now. this this video how do you feel when you watch back and it's also weird right because normally in most of the videos you see what's happening yeah so it's kind of eerie in the fact of like you don't know what's happening yes like, as a viewer for sure um like literally watching that i get the anxiety comes back all over again it's just like wow like huh what's going on like i just before that knock it's like wow and my heart is like that little no because i'm like are you kidding two lines yeah. i said oh my goodness somebody about to get it you know what I mean? like, I'm like man like you kidding me but it's 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 ridiculous um, it really is. But me watching it again, now it's like it's like, and now I can kind of laugh at it a little bit. It's it's still not it's not right. It's not at all. It's not it's wrong. Yeah. Policy was not followed. Protocol, not not so. Um, but now I'm watching it. I just wish there was like some. <laughs> I wish you could see what was going on. Honestly, it could have been much worse as well. It could have been much worse, literally. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful for that. But it shouldn't have happened at all. So 
I can't even say it's okay because it's not, but I'm okay. I'm great. I feel like I'm a much stronger black man because of that, you know, and I'm able to share that story and tell people that it's okay not to be okay sometimes, you know, it, it is, you know, and just to understand what's going on and stay strong in who you are and allow certain situations that could end you that didn't change your life for the better forever. Right. So, yeah. In the know. comments, someone said, well, P3 Theater company said, yes. I can't help but wonder if you were a white man, if you would have been handcuffed. And, oh yeah, that wouldn't have happened. They probably, oh yeah, they would just, can, can I come in? You know, probably just been sitting there watching them walk through the house or I'm, I don't even know, but I just oh, know I wouldn't have been treated that way. And if right. you hear in the video, you can hear that he said, you're lucky that we asked you something like that. We could have just threw you and put you something like that. I'm like, but why? For what? I'm doing a self-tape. What's this, like, self-tape? You you are a police officer in Los Angeles. Right. You don't know that, what though. a self-tape. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. They thought I was lying. Right. And you, when you open the door, you literally see my little, it was like, I had a, a little ghetto <laughs> It was just my, Y'all um, have one. right, my chair, tripod, you know, you literally see it, and the light's still on, you know, my phone's still on it. I said, yeah, um, my self-tape, I'm recording for my school, you know, I said my school, you know, um, he said, self-tape, didn't believe me, he was, all right, well, we need you to step out. All right, yeah. How did your this mom feel about that? Did she watch the she was so shocked. She was literally, she was like, are you kidding? I'm like, no, like, because I told her before anything, right after it happened. She was, did you get your names? I sure did. I got their names, the card, their badge numbers, you know. She was, she literally was telling me, it's so crazy. She was telling me a couple of days before, like, you know, just be like, mindful surroundings, like, be aware, you know, like, you've been on my mind, you know, be aware, unless you like, so, you know. And when I told her, she was like, Oh my goodness, like uh, it could have been much worse. You're good. She was just like thankful, honestly, very thankful. But she was up so upset. Like, she was so be. upset. Yeah. She, like, she was so upset, furious. So, but we're it's not over. So they think it's okay, but it's not. And it's okay. They'll see. They'll understand. Yes, it's they fine. will. They actually have a question about uh the talk. Yes. So one person said, did they tell you because of events that happened or was the talk just to educate you? Both. Um, events that happened in my life. Um, I got the talk when I was about nine the first time because of the whole grocery store is some situation that happened when I was eight and a half. It was like about to be nine. So when I turned nine, it was like my mother was like, okay, let's, we're going to start this. She already had it in her mind. I was gonna have it a couple of times. She had told me she sure had it. You gonna know when you're like kind of understanding things when you understand it and when you're okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm growing. So I yes. And then yeah. when I got to a certain age, like adulthood, it's like I already knew. So it's just me kind of um, bringing myself to more knowledge, more wisdom, and what's what's going on. Um, so yeah, events that happened to me, to my family, and just to educate me. Um, Definitely being a strong black man, you know, definitely. Hello, boom, pow. <laughs> so when you were growing up, did you ever feel like you couldn't be yourself? You know, how everybody labels mm -hmm. what the black man is supposed yeah. to be, how they're supposed definitely. to act. 
Oh, definitely. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I was always expected to play a certain sport. Um, I was expected to just be strong. You know, if I feel like emotional and I need to hold that in, honestly, you know, uh, my mother was like, she was like, if you need to cry, let it out because you can get sick. If not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. you know, like my mom was like, look, you know, be you, you know. Um, but I've definitely, you know, she had talked to me, you know, just about certain things I should be doing, you know, I shouldn't be doing, you know, as being a, a strong black man. I know um, the young black man, black, black boy <laughs> growing, you know, but now strong black man, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just it's been a situation, but I, I always loved, I did like sports, so um, just. That's the thing though. I yeah. hate when you do love something. Yeah. Somebody has to make it about your. Yes. Life. You, that's the thing. Oh, and you're, that, a, you're a black boy. Oh, so you must yo, have that. You must be yeah. able to fall. Like I it, hate when people say that about like black men. I'm like, just because they can run fast doesn't mean it's because they're black. It means because they're a great athlete. Yes. No. Yeah. Honestly, thank you. And then I, I'm like in my back of my mind, I'm like, I don't even like this no more because you make you know. I'm, yeah, you, you can like, take joy like, out of it. Man. So yes. Um, baseball was my sport. Baseball was my sport. Mm-hmm. Love baseball. Um, but I also played football, um, and basketball. Um, yeah. Um, was basically like, Oh, you're going to be in this camp. I don't want to be, you're going to be, um, yeah. My pops was like, you're going to be, it was in Jersey. Was, I was on a Raiders, um, Raiders little league, something like that. I was actually pretty, pretty good, but I didn't like it. So it was just like, you're wasting like, your money. I told him, I told him, I said, you're wasting your money. <laughs> Literally. You're like, I need to go to the arts, honey. I- I said, I love entertainment. I love the arts, you know? And I wasn't, I was like, I just want to, I just want to act. I knew I could sing a little bit, but I was just so nervous. I was just singing like, yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> I know you can sing. I heard you Thank sing. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, I'm glad that I've grown and I've like really, um, really. And I feel like this incident, you no know, time, this whole incident, it really has pushed me even harder to, certain heights in my voice, in my tone, and also just in my body, you know, really being being aware of what's going on, you know, eternally too. Because during the incident, you can probably hear my voice, like, I'm like slick, like tremoring a little bit, you know, it's like, wow, like my, I'm like, are you kidding? I have not been in a situation like this. And I'm like, any fault, any wrong word, it could be, you know, <laughs> terrible. Like, oh. <laughs> a terrible sight it can be terrible it can be terrible so it's just it was just that yeah Yeah. welcome i just realized you're here hi welcome hi i a million apologies i'm late i'm so all good you're in new york time yes and not you know, time's irrelative right now. Irrelevant. (laughs) Yes, everybody, if if you're still watching, we have Kenny M. Green here with us all the way from New York. Do you just want to tell everybody who you are real quick? Fill them in. Sure. Hi, uh, I'm I'm Kenny Green. Um, What what to say? Uh, I'm an an actor and director based out of New York and uh, I'm an artistic director of a theater in the Adirondacks of New York where I'm in my messy office right now. Because, you know, we got to close up the theater because of the COVID. You, you know, I actually was just uh, talking with you with John because I was looking at our website and I saw you went to AMDA. I did. We both went to AMDA. A long time ago, girl. We don't talk about it. 
<laughs> I turned 43 on Friday. I should take that off my website. People- Hello. Congratulations. Listen, you know that old saying, black don't crack. Okay, no, right, right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that am the family. Yes, I need there to be a season so I can pay for my treatments. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping there's a season soon. And you also are a pianist at the um, a famous bar down there, right? I yeah, I'm a I'm one of the pianists at Marie's Crisis uh, yes. Cafe mm-hmm. in the Village, yes. which we don't know when that will open again, which makes me so. Mm-hmm. I am so happy to see this melanin. I have to tell you, <laughs> I'm yes, so happy. I'm, anyway, yes, go ahead. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the whole entertainment industry because I have both of you on. Yes. How has being a black man in the entertainment industry been for you? Have you found any hurdles you've had to overcome? Uh, you know, it's funny because I just had this discussion. Unfortunately, it was in a public forum. But, you know, when the mm-hmm. when the whole BLM started and uh, people started calling to arms Broadway to do something about it, um, I, I we started sharing our experiences. And I luckily, I grew up in Fresno, California. And I luckily grew up in a theater company that they were already doing the work. It was a community theater company, but it's a prominent community theater in New, in Fresno. And I was my first show there was a, as a lead, and um, I left there to to mm-hmm. go to college as a lead. Um, so I it didn't dawn on me that that was a thing that that people on people on Broadway you know, we were, we were the sidekicks and, and we were shucking and jiving because in my experience growing up, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So when, when it happened, one of my first experiences was at AMDA where I had a teacher tell me in one of my song assignments, I, I fought against it. It was, it was Porgy and Bess. It was Sport and Life and Porgy and Bess. Mm-hmm. And We've I all done the Porgy and Bess. All, Hello. And that was my point. We had all done the Porgy and Bess. And I was like, right. um... I know this canon, this is already happening. Is there any possible way that I can get assigned another song? And he literally put his hand on his chin and in front of the entire class went, well, Ken, you just need to realize that you're black. Uh, and that's when I, and I, I promptly left the school after that. Oh. Oh no, he left Amda. Oopsie. That, that happened in my second semester. And I, I remember walking out of that classroom and I said, Cause that never happened to me before. Yeah. Right. And I, and, and it's the, and it, you know, I learned that it happened to all of us all the time. Yes, yes, yes. But also I'm, I'm stubborn. And so yeah. I was like, Understood. Well, first of all, you're not going to talk to me that way. <laughs> right. Second of all, before I bounce out of this school, let me go on with these two, three auditions and let me just go ahead and prove you wrong. Right. And, and I, I booked a European tour on the third audition I went on and yes. I left the school right after that. You yes. said, I'm booked and blessed. I don't need this. Hello? Look. I have to go. You're making my soul hurt. Okay. Well, ooh, I, I'm happy that teacher probably isn't there anymore, I hope. Right. Man. I mean, I've definitely had it at AMDA where obviously I get the, the Black characters you know, like we all get like colored woman from Memphis. You know, right. we get. Well, when I was at, oh, um, I got. Uh, uh, Run and tell that. 
that part. Right. Or, or Queen Latifah, because I was always the person where they're like, what, you are Queen Latifah girl. Yeah, yeah. So anything Queen Latifah did, I have in my book. Yeah. <laughs> but when were you gonna Man. get to be Jody? That's the question. You know? When were you gonna get to be right. Tyree? That's the question. Yes, yes. When, it's our time. It's our time yes. to be ourselves. Yes. And that's for what sure. you're training me for. Um, and, and so, uh, and then it's, it made me question academia, theater and academia altogether. Because if we're just gonna be cookie cutters, what am I really learning? And I personally feel most of my education and the reason why I'm in this chair right now, I'm in the Adirondacks, there's flies. Um, <laughs> the, I'm blessed to be in this chair right now is because I learned most of my theater education from being backstage and being mm -hmm. in the hall and actually, you know, doing doing the work. Not to say that college didn't help me with that, but it didn't help me find my voice. That yeah. didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. As as a as an African American in theater. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got you. Yeah. Because yeah. who's gonna For teach sure. that? Yeah. Just the whole yeah, because I was always wondering, is it is it different for the guys, you know? in entertainment because you know the girls like oh our tights don't always fit like they're not the same color mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah you know and especially when you guys are portrayed in a certain way like this is the black what the black man's supposed to act like right it's not always the like right right so it's always like how how do you feel about how the black man is portrayed like in tv film theater all of it me or tyree mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, well, you know, it's honestly, it can either go when it's TV, they're either the, let's say either like the, the black gay friend or, you know, maybe like the, the, the hood one, you know, the hood one, very hood. It's got to be right on it. You know, just I'll shoot you up. Like, you kidding me? Like what? You know, or it's probably um a, probably a nerd too um honestly but i say it's more stereotypically stereotypically towards like you know just the project like every Game every black river. man is hood you know this hood and just you know hide your purses because we're gonna get them you know i'm not worried about you and your purse you know yeah. like really you know stuff like that and it's and it's like i was saying earlier it's so sad that we're in a place where we have to, like we're okay with walking and then somebody clinched their person is like okay like you know you know it's because i'm black you know what i'm saying like it's, it's like it's, it's crazy that we live in a world like that it's like it's yeah. like when you see it you're not like shocked because it happens it happens you know or like so I, that's why i feel as if you know in tv and movies um you know it's a lot of that portrayed you know um yeah for sure yeah it's just mm -hmm. thinking back on what you're saying, it's. Mm -hmm. I think it also comes down to who, who is running the narrative. Yes. Yes. Who's running the narrative. Um, that's just so true. Perfect. Of, right. Of course, that's. Those are the characters that we're going to see. Uh -huh. Because, that's, that's whoever the director is or the screenwriter is or whoever's the green lighting it in the office. The, that's what they believe us to be. Right. So if they believe it and their money's behind it, that's what's mm -hmm. going to get put down on paper. And right. That's going to get filmed. Yes. Um, 
and until enough of us are in positions to take that take back control of that narrative you know and i'm i'm not even saying i just put it in musical theater sense i i'm not let's put it this way perfect example i just had this discussion the other day uh you know music man is supposed to return to broadway yes 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 and I openly said, I was like, what I don't need to see is another all white production of The Music Man. Not now, For sure. not ever. For sure. Uh, but at the same token, there's a theater in Florida, which a friend of mine, um, her name is Brittany Coleman. She was in the company Revival before COVID and she's very beautiful, gorgeous African-American woman. Yes. And yeah. she was the lead in Music Man at Oslo Rep. Hello, Queen. Hey, right. You can sing it, hands down. And she's the first person I thought of. And it made national news that she was playing Marion. Yes. The librarian. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why are we? Well, yes, I get Sun Foster as Tony's, but this beautiful African American woman, why are we not letting the rest of the world know that it can be done and she is doing it? Right. Why do we have to rely on Audrey McDonald to fix everybody's problems? Right. Why would we not no. give everybody a chance? No, that is so true. That is so true. But I mean, I, I love Audrey. I, I, I love I love oh, her. But yes, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. But it's, it's like, you're so, yes, you're so right with that. Like, she shouldn't be the only one that, like, you know, we are looking up to, you know, when it comes to strong female leagues, you know, black female leagues, strong black female leagues. So, yeah, so I agree with everything you're saying. It really depends on, you know, who's behind it, the money. <laughs> you know, like who's gonna be putting this money into it. You know, really. That is so true. Wow. I, I couldn't have said it any better, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. When you guys are doing shows, have you ever felt like um your voice can't be heard? Or maybe because you are, you know, a person of color and you're like a man and sometimes you're just like, let me not be look as aggressive you know they're gonna yeah. be or like or when you see a, a white person you're just like oh let me down myself to make mm. you feel comfortable mm. uh, i feel as if there was a time where you know i was i feel like i had to kind of belittle myself and like kind of step myself on uh not a pedestal but uh, you know down <laughs> you know what i'm saying because just to kind of fit in with, you know, the level, the vibe of everybody else. You know, I didn't want to seem too much or, you know, not really be myself. Um, it, and it's so crazy that I was even thinking like that, but at that time I wasn't even comfortable with my voice or really just like really comfortable in my elements, really fully. I'm still going to, but mm -hmm. honestly, but now it's sort of like, I'm me, you know, I'm, I'm going to be cast for me. You know, I am a strong black man and I know for sure, like, I know for sure that it's some things that I need to work on, you know, or I may not be good for everybody. I may not, everybody may not love me, but it's going to be that one yes because of me being myself and me really putting myself um, in on, on the floor in the audition room, you know, really just being me, like I said. So, yeah, I feel like not anymore. It's not really a thing that I feel like I have to do to fit in or, you know, to be liked in a sense. But it was a thing that has been racing through my mind and going through my mind uh, constantly for years, you know, for years growing up because I wanted to be like, why can I do that? You know, why am I looked at I do that? You know, just because of society and also just 
how everything was viewed. Color, you know, and being a man, you have to do this one thing. You have to be this way, like you, we talked about before. So really tying in everything is, honestly, it's just it's crazy. But now I'm me, and I'm not afraid to say it, you know? Oops, not apologizing for it. Right. And it's a hard <laughs> road. It's a hard road. I mean, I, de- I had the same problem. Same. Yes. And I don't want to say it's a problem because, well, yeah, it's a problem. But, you know, because <laughs> well, it, it starts off... <laughs> It starts off, you know, in our industry alone, you don't want to mm-hmm. be the diva, you don't want to be the devo. That's if you're any color. You don't mm-hmm. want to be that person. For sure. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are definitely some Corrines, Monsimo mm-hmm. mm-hmm. members, mm-hmm. members who will get away with some stuff. And you're sitting there and you're like, all I asked for stage management was for a glass of water. <laughs> right. This situation over here is happening. Um, <laughs> and you just right. then, and, right. and you, you don't want to cause any waves, and you also don't want to be the angry black woman or the right, angry black right. man, right, black right, woman. right. Because there's right. as of well, for me at that time, there's only one of one or two of me in the ensemble to begin with. Mm. I already stick out because I'm black. I can't stick out because I'm black and ornery. Like it can't, yeah. it can't be both. Things. Both. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. But then, magical thing happens when you hit forty. Mm. don't care mm. and I and and I and I mean that in the sense of and it's new to me but because mm. I'm still auditioning as well but I get into rehearsals and I'm like y'all playing games right not that I gotta be extra but yeah. I, will, I will ride that wave until I act and it doesn't have to be a big blow up but I will definitely ride that wave until I have to pull the production stage manager aside or director and this happened in a production of Ain't Misbehaving. I did have to pull the director and choreographer aside, who were both Caucasian, who mm-hmm. said, hey, I understand your process. I understand you're creating something new. This feels like I'm shucking and jiving and I do not feel comfortable doing this, mm-hmm. and doing this in front of predominantly white audience. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Those conversations, I think, can always be had. And anybody who doesn't want to have that conversation or calls you out for being too much, that's not a company you want to work for. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Ever. Yes. Because if that's happening in the rehearsal process, what's going to happen when the show opens mm. and you're stuck in that run? Yeah. I, I believe in nipping it in the bud as soon as you can. And if I'm... Right. 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 Before things get, look, they get too comfortable. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like, don't too much is built up and they're like, well, where? when do I say anything now? Right, right, right. Right now it's like, okay, look, uh, one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six strikes. <laughs> yeah so in today's like society as a black man in america do you feel free or safe honestly i i will say this that my theater company that where i am now is on it's beautiful it's on lake champlain Mm -hmm. yes 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 it's myself and one other black woman who lives in this town this town has mm. money. I don't have mm. money. This town mm. has money. <laughs> and um, right now, in my wallet, not for any other reason, because because everybody here knows what I do for a living, and they know my job, but in case I get pulled over driving my car, 
my business card stays in my wallet, a stack of them mm. at all times. Mm. So if anything happens, people know mm-hmm. that I belong in this city. Right. I hold a position in this city, even if it's right. Um, For sure. Do I feel free walking about this city? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it comfortable? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Agreed. Definitely agreed. I. 100% because it's like, I feel like I'm free because I'm able to, you know, walk around and, you know, I'm not in chains, you know, I'm not locked up or, you know, detained, you know, at least not right now, you know, it's crazy, but, but um, just me being able to be myself, you know, I'm able to, but am I comfortable with doing that, you know? I'm comfortable with, like with myself, but you know, everybody around me, I have to, I'm so in my head, like I have to be very observant with everything that's going on. Somebody that's close to me or somebody, you know, a lot of a hope, a group of, you know, Caucasians may be staring at me. I'm like, okay, look, what's, is something about to happen to me or something about to occur? You know, it's, it's like I was saying before, it's crazy. I'm not sure if you know what happened incident with me in April, but um, there was a situation where, um, the, the cops came to my house and due to a self tape, they knocked on my door. Um, and I was, I wanted to talk about that because just in, it's, it's sickening that I was, my first thought, my first thought is that I was going to be lying dead in my living room and somebody comes in and just sees me there. And that's how they find me, you know, and that, and just, this is, it's, it's not something that should be the first thing going through my mind, you know, it's not something that I should be afraid of, you know, walking out and people that should be enforcing, you know, justice, enforcing, you know, really helping us and for us, it doesn't seem like they are, right. you know, it, like, honestly. And it's it's like, who, who are we supposed to call? You know, something happened. I call 911, they, they may think it's me and I'm dead, you know? That actually happened uh, not even couple days ago wow the these three um black boys were at a they're not even they're like teenagers and the people they were basically getting harassed you know beaten and these people saw it and called the cops for the other people but who ended up getting arrested were the three wow and they're and i was just like when i because there's a video out there and i saw it i'm like the people are telling you that's not who they called you for. And then you have cops pointing guns at them. So being a black boy, black man in America, you're like, if somebody is trying to help you and then you become the victim, right? that's, that's not how we should, you know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. if, if like, there was a group of people, like, I mean, a crowd, like right. crowd is, and every single person is telling you, we called you to help them, not detain them and arrest them. Like you, sh- you think you would listen, right? You wouldn't have would rifles and on these children. Like they're not even—they're teenagers. They were just teenagers. And it's those kind of things where that's why I wanted to have this topic because I'm like, you know, seeing that and seeing the way black men in America are treated. Yes. Now, is ridiculous and the it, fact is we have so many videos out there of all the karens calling on nothing just just like you know what, like uh, the, what frightens me 
and and upsets me is that uh, with all, especially this year, right? So yeah. we, so this year, the whole world has seen what the two of you and myself have known has been happening to us for decades. Yes. Centuries. Yes. So we've known that this is happening to us and the whole world is just now catching up. What's yes. frightening is instead of, I mean, as of yesterday, there was another Karen phone call on a black man mm. in California for blocking her car she called the cops and called him the n-word up and down all over the place and he mm. so mm. that's happening yesterday and we know what what 2020 has been the biggest dumpster fire known to man for various reasons but especially for being a black man in america mm -hmm. so if that's happening yesterday you they don't want to change they mm. know what's happening no one's living under a rock they don't mm -hmm. want to change. Yeah. They don't, and and I, it's not the entirety of the world. We right. know that it's a, the problem is it's a small amount of people who believe this and are doing this, but those small amount of people when they do this shit, sorry, I'm not allowed to curse. <laughs> I didn't know if I was allowed to curse. Okay, sorry. I'm getting a little heated. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, they, when they do these things, that's when people die. Mm. Right. So here we are. Mm. Um, we have we have a group of people in this country who know what's happening. They know it's wrong, and they don't care. Don't. That's what's that's what's scarier. That, yeah. Detained, I think. It's yeah. Who's doing the detaining? Is it somebody who doesn't care? Yeah. Or a cop who actually does care and wants to figure mm. out how to solve the situation. Right. Or the citizens' arrest that we've all seen. Right. Okay, right. <laughs> he said, let me. <laughs> right. Man. Nobody, listen, not until the past five years, four, maybe three. I'm going to give you three. Not until the past three years have people been walking around crying citizens' arrest. Hello? Right, right. <laughs> now we know what happens. But in this country, people are like, listen, I don't want to fill out an incident report. I don't want anybody talking to me. I'm not doing a citizen's arrest. You, I got a gun, a knife. Right. Right. But now all of a sudden, people are like, hello, I'm following right. arrest. Yes. Right. Why are you doing the citizen's arrest? Because you know when you do white girl Karen scream and cry that somebody's going to die. And the, doing it. the citizen's arrest law is so outdated. Okay, it was made when slavery was happening. And it was basically a law that the white man made so he could arrest his slave and bring him back. Correct. Like, it, it's not even any, like, it's so outdated. Like, yeah. it's not something we should be using, but it's in basically every state. I think it's only it not is. one or two states. Basically in every state, let me tell you this, I guarantee you dollars to donuts that some, in, some states in particular that will remain nameless totally know how that law got started and totally use it for that reason. Yes. Because I can guarantee you some of us still view them as their property and their slaves. Yeah. It's like, wow. It's, and it's so crazy to me. Like when you think about police officers, you think about them, um, you know, like I said, you know, being there for us and actually being there when we call them for help. You know, when something's going on, they call everyone. And then I think I go back and I'm like, oh, slave, pat slave patrol turns police. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
I'm like, oh, that's, and it's so sad because I know some great cops. I know some great cops. And I don't yeah. know the cop. One of my best yeah. friends. Yes. Like officer. And he and, I, yes. he and I have had great conversations. Yes. Uh, in fact, I'm supposed to see him next weekend. He, right. he, he openly admits that there's a problem. Yes. Problem. Yes. My uncle, he's a cop in Jersey. Um, and he's, he's, he's literally, he knows so much. He's seen, he's seen so much. It's, it's really ridiculous. The stories he has um, witnessed and just, um, if being in a room, like I, I can't even imagine, like being, it's just, it's, it's yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a question for y'all from one yes. of the listeners for P3 Company. It says, as black men, have you experienced other people crossing the street because they may be scared of you? If so, how did that make you feel? And what would you say to people who feel the need to do that, whether their fear be um, cautious or un un like conscience? Like, do they know about it? Do they not? Do they just decide to do it? Man, I'm sure it's a decision that's <laughs> made <laughs> up in their mind. The other way, they know. You know unless it's just something that's so used to. And if that's the case, you know, then something that has to give, you know? But I'm pretty sure it's like, they're thinking like, okay, let me just cross and make no, you know, make any trouble, you know? And if I, depending on the attitude, if they're just stuck up, you know, I might even say something like, have a nice day, you know? So they know like, oops, I saw you. Why did I just not even say that? Like, oops, you know, forget it, you know? I'm not gonna let it get to me because like I said, like, it's sad that, it's like, oh, it happens. You know, it's sad that we just, we're just that, it's that mindset of like, oh yeah, I've been through that. You know, it's only the 84th time, you know, 163. You know, like it's sad that we have to really be in that mentality of things happen, you know, it shouldn't, but. Right. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's definitely happened to me and I, I mean, same thing with Tyree. I've not yes. felt one way or the other about it because I've been that's been happening to me since I was 14 so right right, right. do you oh, find look, if you're wearing something else like or if you have a smile on your face they'll come towards you or it's the same thing it has happened to me walking down the street wearing a three-piece suit to a gig mm. doesn't matter what I wear mm. and listen I know I know myself yes I'm as I'm as preppy as preppy can be I'm always Hello? in a down shirt. I'm always in, I mean, I wore golf shorts today. I mean, you don't know how to play golf and I don't have money like that, but that's, <laughs> that's just how I like to dress. Okay. There's, I, there's no one who could possibly mistake me for wanting to rob them <laughs> on the street, that, mm -hmm. especially when this purse falls out of this mouth and I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's their own situation. And I'm just like, mm. well, Girl, if you think I, I'm the one to rock you today, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> really amazing. Right. And yeah. and you even have the trick with the with your wallet, like you were talking about. Yep. How did you even think about that? Because that's something people don't have to think about. You know mm. what I mean? Well, I I drive a lot. Mm. I, I, I drive a lot. I mean, it, it, a lot of people in New York City don't have to drive, but you know, my partner, my husband and I, we drive everywhere now. And mm. it's just best, a valid driver's license, as we have noticed in this, the past three years in America, doesn't matter. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I mean, we keep our passports in the car. I got a valid driver's license. I have my work, my business cards. And like, I, I have my equity card in there. I'm like, like, just so you know. Right, right, right. Because, because if I'm in a situation where I'm detained and I try to tell you these things, we've also learned in the past three years that not, nothing I say to you verbally is going to matter. So when they find my body or when I'm in jail and they take my contents and the police go through it, they'll have all the evidence that they need and they can call all the people who they need to call mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. nothing I say to you is, is going to stop the situation from happening as we have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen sure. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people actually getting creative uh, about their registration and license because you know how you normally go for the glove compartment i had i saw on one of my friends stories how somebody he knew like basically posted saying i was you know pulled over and the cop because i'm black basically told me i need to put it on my um what is it the the mirror that comes down basically put it there (laughs) not reaching for anything so i don't i don't have a reason to come for you i said but but as a cop, you shouldn't mm, yeah. thinking that in the first place that something bad is in their global compartment in the first place. Right. Just because of the skin, uh, like the color of their skin. Exactly. And, and that's where we have all these, it's just so contradictory what you have, the rules and what we have to do so we can stay alive. The DMV yes. is to put the crap in your glove compartment. Yes. The cops are mm. saying, don't reach for anything. Right. I got a proper registration. I need to see your tag. Like, what? What's supposed to happen? What are we? Of course, people are confused and yelling back at the cops in the middle of the street. Right. Right. Is wrong, or or inconsistent. Yes. So, I mean, what? What's what? Yeah. But but on the flip side, why am I? Why does everybody gotta have a gun when they reach for the registration? Why do you think that? Right. What's in that training that you think that? Right. But in their mind, also, it's only a person of color because a, a white man would never. Right. I keep. I literally saw this video. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, Kenny. No, I just wanted to give her a shout out, and I keep pointing. But, <laughs> you know, my camera's reversed. I'm old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you're good. So you're good. You're good, man. Hello, boom, boom. Hello, you look great. Okay, boom. Great for your A's, man. Black don't crack unless you smoke it. Um, so. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I remember seeing this video of um, this um, Caucasian man getting arrested. He's literally fighting the police officers. I know which one you're talking about. Oh my goodness. Right, it's in the broad daylight and they're like- in the Yes, yes, he's right. Yes, yes. Don't they, don't they- No. Don't they tase him like three times? No, literally, literally does. They they they're just like they're just they they're like tasting him they're just tasting him like no they're choking him and everything he's like fighting them like you kidding me are you kidding me but like I'm sitting there story. I'm sorry but he's alive to tell that story but he's alive to tell that story like not even injured like you know what I'm saying not even injured for real that's that's the thing though because I went to my first college was in Maine right where it's predominantly mm-hmm. white. Yes. I remember going to college parties and the boys had the most elaborate stories of, oh my God, this cop pulled me out, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, if any of my cousins right. anything, 
did anything that you did, right. and the boys in my family did a single right. thing that you did, they would not be here. Right. Or they would be in jail. I'm like, in jail, in hospital. Because they were like, oh yeah, this cop found my weeb, all, all the drugs. And I'm like, you know that black men are put in jail for less. Like what? Like than what you did. Because your daddy got you out. Like it really was just that, that was that simple. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> and yeah. yet, and yet these are the same people who in their 20s and 30s and maybe 40s and 50s now who do not see the double standard and the hypocrisy in that. Yes. Mm. Who, who don't understand, well, you know, they should have complied with the rules. I don't understand. Mm. Rah, rah, rah. Like, but when you were in college, you did something too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Come on yeah. now. And you're and you're alive to tell that story. What are you talking about? Right. I can't. Do so this is for you, Kenny. Do you think because you know we've gone through, like you said, these issues time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. With this movement though, do you think it is different or do you think it's we're just gonna go back? And it's just going to be another thing in the Black community history. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I, and a loaded question. And it, it, it's, it's loaded, but it's needed. In mm. my heart of hearts, I, deep down inside, I hope that this is the wake-up call. Because uh, the, the bell has been rung this year, loudly. And um, one thing I can say that we can thank this administration for, if we have to, <laughs> is that it has made people, and I, I really hate the term woke, because mm-hmm. I feel like people should just, just be human beings and do the right thing. Why do you have to be mm-hmm. woke? Why do you, have, I don't, and I get it. I get it why it came about. Yeah. But this administration has made people push back. Mm. on every level, Mm. being black, being a woman, being a sexual predator. It has made, it has made this entire country push back. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically to, to the, to the black experience. I, I hope it, this is the first time that Caucasian allies are also, Mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, back during the civil rights movement, yes, there were some, there were a smattering, but it was, you know, the, the black mm-hmm. people and or mm-hmm. people of color coming up. Yes. So this time around, the black caucus came together. It was like, we're not taking it anymore. And white people were like, wait a minute. No, right. we ain't taking it anymore. Right. And we haven't really seen that on Moss. Mm-hmm. that's happening mm-hmm. in the time. So I hope that the follow through, because listen, 2020 is going to end. And right. then January 21st is going to happen and we we may have a new president. Does that mean that we stop this situation? I hope not. No. I hope that they can, you know, make it grow and make, you know, yeah. take the necessary steps that they need to take to ensure everybody is treated equally. Yeah. Cuz even though the current occupant will be evicted, it doesn't mean that we still don't have racists in this country. Right. Well, even in the Senate, in the, the House, like, they're still there. Aren't they, though? 
they are very much there. They are. With all their money. They're there. Their power. <laughs> People got to go vote. No, like, um, hey, register. Thank you. Appreciate it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Register, so. <laughs> really. Now. And don't trust the post office. <laughs> I feel like, like old oh, man, get off my lawn. Right. <laughs> don't trust the post office. Don't be lazy. Get to the polls right. and vote. Right. And try right. to take your voice away. Don't let them. Right. Okay, we're we're getting ready to close this out, but I have one more question for you. I've seen a lot on social media with uh, I'm a black man and it was like that empowering, like this is what, you know, this is what a black man means. Yes. What does being a black man mean to you? And how would you like others to view and treat black men in general? Mm, that's a great question. Hello? Okay. Great question. Hello. Wow, okay. Um, uh, Ken, you wanna go first? No. <laughs> 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 I see you. I see you. Nicely played. That's what it's my fault for being late. I get it. <laughs> no, um, what a black, a black, being a black man, period, mm -hmm. means that I, I have a heritage mm -hmm. and I have a lineage just as strong and deep as anybody else is. My only downfall is that I, I can only go back so far. Mm. And that's not my family's fault. Mm. I can only go back so far. So mm. being a black man to me in America means uh, I feel like I have a duty to my legacy, not my legacy, but my heritage and my people before me to do good as much as I can. And, and I have faltered and people will falter, mm -hmm. but to do good as much as I can in this world and to leave behind something that's worthy of my heritage and my family and not to let us get erased, to stand up and to be counted mm -hmm. um, it, as human beings. Yeah. as fellow human beings like anybody else on this planet it yes. is ridiculous that in 2020 that that i mean i'm glad i get to see your beautiful brown faces but it is ridiculous that in 2020 yeah. that the three of us are sitting here having this conversation right when our people before us have already fought for this to not be right and i keep reminding people you know 1965 is not that long it's not that long ago 1965 really yeah. my mother was born in 1957 she's very much still on this planet my grandmother was born in 1922 and she is still on this planet. She's going mm -hmm. to be a hundred in two years. This woman has yes. everything. And yes. I bet you she's fine. Yes. She's fine, still raising hell and telling us. Yes. yes. But she's literally seen everything. And I can only imagine what it's like for her to see yes. this going on when she's yes. been through the fight. She's been through it all. Yes. My my great grandfather the same way, same way, man. He's about to be 101 in December. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Literally. So I think it's important as being black in this country is that we cannot let down anybody be before us who have yes. taken these strides. It is important, and we don't have you know we don't have to be millionaires, but or, but we just have to be decent human beings and make sure that we are treated as such. Yes. Without just cause for anything. For sure. Yes, I agree with that. I definitely do. Um, 
okay, boom. Being a black man for me, I would I would say it's really just knowing that I am royalty, I am king, I am great, I am melanated with power, freedom, gifts of the gods, and I am going to be even greater, okay, just because of my um, ancestry, just because of what they did for us, what they, the, the fight, the battles they fought for us, you know, um, honestly, until my dying days, I'm going to be the proudest I can be for just being black, just being me and being literally king. Hello? I am a king. I am a king. Yes. Okay. Boom, boom. Yes. <laughs> yes, really. And Amen. Black kings, okay? Hello? Okay, brown skin girl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. I want to talk with you two all the time. Yes. Yes. I do. Hello? Yes. Let's Can do I it. Okay, let's do it. Yes. Let's Thank do you it. so much for being on and sharing your time with us tonight. Thank I you. every minute. Yes. On all night, to be honest. Yes, right, honestly. But I really, I really appreciate you. From I really appreciate you. Yes. You've been okay, you're an incredible host. Okay, boom. Okay, come on. <laughs> talk so. Come on, talk so. Right. All right. No, this is dope. Um, this is this is actually awesome. I'm it's a pleasure to be a part. And I really thank you for having us here. Um it's been a blessing just to talk and really hello. <laughs> and I will be on time. Listen, <laughs> listen, I I have to be honest. I'm a little heartbroken in my blackness that I definitely came to this meeting on CP time to talk about being black. <laughs> so I am devastated that I'm late. <laughs> You're gonna be back. So we're gonna have more to talk about. And I'll be Boom. on time. Great. Thank you everybody for watching and I really hope you have a wonderful night and then stay tuned for next week when we're talking with amazing women about growing up as a black woman. So stay okay. tuned. All right. Have a good night. Have a good one.